I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. Good to have you with us going for our midweek session. Tom Deacon back in the house. Comedian, presenter, 49ers fan, friend of the show. It is always a lot of fun with Tom. So we're going to catch up with him on all kinds of things. Trade deadline in the bag. All the key movers and shakers. We'll get you up to speed on all of that. Big news coming out of Vegas as well, which we'll lead off with. Plenty more besides. So we are guaranteed some laughs with Tom Deacon and lots more besides. Incidentally, we've launched our channel on YouTube, so if you haven't headed on over there yet and subscribed, get involved. Lots of video from the show, extra bonus video as well. We're gonna build and build and build. That's kind of the plan. We might start putting full episodes on there. The moment we're putting chunks of the show, short form clips, bonus stuff. We're gonna play around with it and we'd love you to support us on it. The bigger it gets, the more we can spread the word of the show the more uh, we build momentum with it. So uh, the NC Show, that is the YouTube channel. YouTube, the NC Show. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Go and support us. We'd massively appreciate that. Right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome the Super Tom Dickens. Tom Dickens, it is very good to see you, man. Where have you been all my life, or at least all this season anyway? Well, this season, I have been here, there and everywhere, but it's an absolute delight to see your face and, and see everything that's going on with the NFL season. It's, um, it's so exciting. It really is. It's hotting up now. There's so much to get into with you. We're going to do that kind of, kind of midway through the season. So loving the idea of getting your perspective on things so far, your unique perspective on, on things so far. And you've picked a hell of a show to drop by uh, because, wow. of course, trade deadline. Came and went last night. There's a ton to get into there. And the shock news, I guess it's shock news. Bye-bye, Josh McDaniels. Josh <laughs> McDaniels, the era, are we calling it an era? The Vegas era is over. Yeah, it, it was definitely a gamble. Uh, however, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's also Dave Ziegler as well. And when you talk about trade deadlines, this is probably the biggest trade. Uh, let's get rid of the GM. Let's get mm. rid of the head coach. Um, because I tell you what, Mark Davis isn't mucking about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? It hasn't worked out for the Raiders or has it? Because, you know, we knew it was going to be a big rebuild. They got lots of defensive players in and you're like, give it a bit of time. Yes. Mm. I know Devontae Adams is as, tweeted on social media a few times he's not happy but don't worry about that you've got jimmy g mr interception throw don't worry about that josh jacobs can't find the end zone don't worry about that we're rebuilding just give time but mark davis has said no no more this is an absolute horror show it's halloween you gotta go and i feel for josh mcdonald's in some respects but then hey the Patriots, they'll come knocking and they'll be back there well, before you know it. Well, this is it, right? I mean, of course, both Ziegler and, and McDaniels, ex-Patriots, and, and we've seen this this story play out before, right, in, uh, in, a, in a number of ways when McDaniels first left the fold and had, had more success in Denver, I guess, than he had in Vegas. He got at Denver with Tim Tebow, you remember, to the playoffs, although that ultimately didn't work out and he went back back to the fold and back for another successful stint with with Belichick. God, there's so many things about this. Firstly, given the story broke on Halloween, I wonder how many sharp cats picked up the news and then went to a Halloween party as Josh McDaniels, which presumably is like <laughs> Chinos and that kind of visor. The visor. Uh, I hate visor. the visor. Sorry. I know if, I'm not obviously opinionated this much, but I hate that. That's why he had to go. I'm sorry. Maybe I get why? It. Maybe why? Because because uh, obviously... um. Mark Davis, interesting, you know, interesting yeah. choice of haircut. He's obviously kind of very specific about that region of the body. Maybe that's mm. maybe that's something to do with it. But with regards to the surprise element, I guess when you think about the think about the backstory here, of course, and the utter chaos around the John Gruden regime, right? McDaniel's and Ziegler were brought in, tag team partners. You know, they knew each other, they worked with each other. Same principle with Gruden was a 10-year deal. Remember the 10-year deal? And this is going to, we're going to add stability to dysfunctional Raiders. That was chaos. These guys are brought in to achieve that equilibrium, which we obviously know if you can find and find strike that note is always going to work for you well in the NFL. So are you surprised they've deviated from the game plan so soon? Because I don't think anybody's estimation would look at this What's their record over nine and 16 at three twenty five games, right? Yeah. And and it's three and five this season. And yeah. it's all not, it's not, you know, it's not over. It's not a dead season. I mean, there's still a possibility that it can improve and get back to where they think they could do it. But, but this is, as you say, it was a big plan. It was, Hey, look, after Gruden, we, we need to rebuild slowly. We're going to give you the time, Josh. And that clearly hasn't happened. So it's kind of a lie. He was sold yeah. down the river and he looks like the bad guy from it, but he wasn't given that time. They got rid of Carr. They said, right, Jimmy G, you work with him at the Patriots. They should be able to build something. That hasn't quite worked, but but it just feels unfair for Josh to be like, no, it hasn't worked quick enough. That's it. You're gone. Because whoever comes in now is going to have to rebuild and they won't have the opportunity for any trades. And Champ Kelly comes in. I like the word champ. Um, but this is Chaps far from... <laughs> you know who else is in there? Champ's in there. Also, friend of the show, Antonio Pierce is in there. So Antonio Pierce, gang, was name-checked a couple of weeks back by J-Bell. Of course, they played together back in the day in New York. And J-Bell and OC once told me this story about... Um, 
Antonio Pierce's birthday party. Antonio Pierce, for listeners of, of a certain age, maybe don't remember, one of the most fearsome defensive players of his generation. Mm. And they told me this story about the Pierce's birthday party at when, obviously, he was an active uh, member of the Giants. Uh, Eli Manning was there. And oft, often defensive and offensive players don't mix, but... Uh, Eli was there, he was invited to the party, he was hanging out. And that was when I think OC was saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I realized that this is a this is obviously a cool cat. Pierce was name-checked by Jay Bell only the other week on, on this very show, on 57 Seconds, when I asked him the question, who would you most like to have alongside you in a bar fight? Uh, <laughs> and he didn't even blink. He said Antonio Pierce. We tweeted that out, seven the crew on our on our social channels at the NC show. Go give us a follow on there. And Pierce, Pierce quote tweeted it. Pierce was all all over that J Bell love quote. I love that that he's now the interim head coach. So Antonio Pierce steps in to take uh, if there is a man you want in a crisis, just to take the hold of the wheel. It's Antonio Pierce. Mm. Well, because you can't argue with him, can you? Really? <laughs> and, and and what I found fascinating being for him his sort of high school college coaching. He's not been doing it for that long. It's only two years in the NFL, and yes, he's a Super Bowl winner with the Giants. And you just think that he is going to sit there, be the head coach, not for a long time, but just to kind of maybe bring a bit of order to the Raiders locker room and shut down any ideas of players getting above their station. And that's try a and great, dictate that's things. a great point. I think, I think that's a big part of this. It has to be right. You mentioned Devontae Adams getting a little bit frisky on, on social media. Receivers do that kind of thing, right? Receivers are known to voice their displeasure in lots of different ways. You kind of roll there. They're always the, the mouthy flamboyant ones. You get it. But it feels like there was a lot going on here. And I wonder if player power has ultimately been the deciding factor. There was talk last week. So ahead of last weekend's action, and of course the Raiders lost on Monday night football to, to the Lions. They had a, they had a big team meeting and uh, apparently reports coming out of the Raiders locker room suggest that it was Devontae Adams, Max Crosby um, being particularly vocal. Now, it doesn't necessarily stand to reason that they were, I think Josh Jacobs was the other, the other kind of prominent player that was, was name checked there. I think it's via Tom Pelissero on, on NFL.com, right? They spoke up in the meeting. It doesn't mean they kind of piled in to McDaniel's, but it does kind of make a bit mm. of sense when you join the dots here. Here's the thing that really I find surprising with it. They were three, to your point a minute ago, they were three and three a couple of weeks back. He hasn't had Garoppolo. He's had Brian Hoyer <laughs> for, for a chunk of the season. It, yep. Quite conceivably. And I know that Garoppolo is an injury risk and I get it, I get it, I get it. But Garoppolo on his day, top 16 quarterback in, in the NFL, right? Garoppolo had stayed fit. If the cards had been dealt a little bit differently, they're five and three. They're a, they're a serious contender for the playoffs. It's not as if this team started this season 0-6 and, and it were, they were getting blown out left, right, and center. I know they weren't playing great football and they stunk the joint out against, against the Lions offensively, but th th this team was not, in terms of outcome, highly mm. dysfunctional so no. I, I, I guess joining the dots it must be something to do with behind the scenes but i'm really surprised that it's the, that the fine margins of football right if garoppolo yeah. doesn't go down they're five and three we're talking about them as a playoff side and maybe this is mcdaniel's time you know it's madness
it, it is madness and and it's not for long nfl mm-hmm. and josh josh mcdaniels is not there for long and and he's had to go and it, it's not by looking on the field it's not because they're a down and out team and and they're awful so like you say i think we've we've by talking it through we've we've sort of realized there must be something else at play here and i guess mark davis is is more about the backing the players than than the coaching staff and as you mentioned antonio pierce comes in the linebacker coach two years nfl experience he's now going to have to lead this team with an iron fist maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he definitely did that what about i mean mick mccarthy not available for the for the gig for the caretaker gig well mick mccarthy um i would have stepped up but uh, for me you know i'm very busy i've got gardening it's it's windy it's wet i've got drainage to sort out in my house and um so I, I'd be a no, to be honest. The wife would love the trip uh, to the States, but uh, Vegas, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Have you ever I've watched to... The Hangover? I've watched The Hangover last week and uh, <laughs> no, not for me. Not for me. Was that, is that the problem with McCarthy in Vegas? He would be, would he be, would it be the shows that he would be kind of drawn into too much? Maybe he'd develop a penchant for, for just off strip casino blackjack. I tell you what, like that Shania Twain, is she performing? Is Sh- Shania Twain? Um, I, I, I bet he loves Shania. I think what I what I love about every time I come on this show is I know that I look at things that we might want to talk about now, and I know that Mick McCarthy, aka not the Dallas Cowboys head coach, I'll have to do an impression of uh, the footballing legend. That the is fans demand it. They love your Mick McCarthy. <laughs> I just uh, McCarthy in the McCarthy in the Raiders look. What would McCarthy I, say to be saying to Zach Wilson right now if he was his <laughs> coach? What would he say to him? Uh, I'll tell you what, Zach. Uh, thanks for having me in. Uh, I was uh, what a bad flight that New York. We have got a tailwind behind us. Anyway, <laughs> um, Zach, um, I've been watching that documentary on Beckham. Uh, not about football, talking Spice Girls. Listen, you got to slow it down, baby. you got to have some fun. That's what you need to do, Zach. You'd quote the Spice uh, Girls too. Of course you would. <laughs> exactly, 100%. Or he might do a Kenny Rogers. you got to know when to hold them and know when to throw them, uh, Zach. And uh, you're holding on too long. You're getting sacked. It, it does make me wonder when the, the, people of a certain generation dropping pop culture references. We joke about this a lot with, with Propo, of course, and the Gen X, Gen Z. Propo, who amongst his notable Gen Z-isms, hasn't ever seen a Rocky film, hasn't watched The Wire, etc., etc. I was doing a guest lecture the other day, right? And I referenced, you'll appreciate the reference to Bill Hicks. No one, yeah. no one in the room knew who Bill Hicks was. I referenced uh, Groucho Marx. Guys, you know, didn't know who Groucho Marx, this is 25 people in the room. Green yeah. Day got one or two nods. Wow. <laughs> And and I think that, that that says a lot about someone like Bill Belichick, Andy mm-hmm. Reid, any of these head coaches that are are able to communicate with younger players that are coming through, uh, which is remarkable. But I, I totally agree with you. Uh, now it's um, Mick McCarthy would struggle with Zach Wilson, as I think we all would, <laughs> uh, and I think trying to connect with him on on series <laughs> or things to watch. Have you watched that quarterbacks on Netflix? Uh, can't you be more like Kirk Cousins? I think he would compare <laughs> to other quarterbacks and try and get them to play like that. But um, yeah, it, it's a worrying time when you realise that if I start talking about NFL players when I got into NFL, yeah, uh, you know, I'm like talking about Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, the yeah. two best linebackers ever. People are like, who? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I see. I see what's happened. It's all about now. But I guess we have to just update our 
our references. So got it, I never. prefer to oh. linebackers, <laughs> you know, like Fred Warner. And everyone's like, yeah, I know who that is. You know, we have to just update. We as fossils have to keep updating. All right, I'll work on that. Well, that's well, that's why it's good to have Propo around because he um he keeps it real on that front. Hey, now you mentioned Kirk Cousins. Let's move to the trade deadline next because mm. one of the big moves was Josh Jobs going to, to Minnesota. So with the Vikings still kind of in the playoff mix, theoretically, anyway, at four and four, there was a lot of chatter that they might be in the in the market for a quarterback. And the question was who? And I thought Tannehill might go. That's what I was talking to Iron Mike about on Monday. Tannehill might be a quite a good fit. But they've gone down the Josh Dobbs route. And Josh Dobbs has had, a, I guess, a bit of a career rehabilitation this season, hasn't he? Because even though Arizona, as expected, pretty terrible, he's they've been they've been you know in in games, and he's been fairly solid, right? I mean, he let's have a look at the numbers. He is okay. For for a bad side, this these aren't bad numbers. Six, just shy of sixty three percent completion rate, just shy of sixteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns and five picks, and you know he's a guy that clearly shows a lot of fight, clearly shows uh, a lot of battle, and as a twenty eight year old, has been around the block a little bit. In mm. moving into a much better team, is this a move that the Vikings think? Well, it's not going to cost us a huge amount. And it might keep us might keep us in, in the playoff mix. What do you make of Josh Dobbs to Minnesota? I think fair play to Josh Dobbs. He's had to be the backup for so many teams. I think he was at was he at the Steelers under Ben Ruffelsberg? Yeah, and so, right. see, look, I mean he's learned. He's learned from some from very, you know, uh good quarterbacks. And this year, I think he was at the Browns, if I'm not much mistaken. They traded him out, at which point Deshaun Watson goes down. So you're thinking he could have made a real impact at the Cleveland yeah. Browns, who have got fantastic defense this year. Great goes point. to the Cardinals. Like you say, no one's expecting anything of Josh Dobbs. All right, just do your thing while we wait for Kyler to come back. He actually looks much more serviceable. Looks like he knows the offense, uh, can read defenses. You're thinking, this is a very, very good backup here, or maybe even serviceable um, starting quarterback. And the Vikings don't necessarily want Kirk Cousins because <laughs> he's too expensive for next year. I think Josh Dobbs has played this perfectly. He's got that maturity, uh, knows when to get rid of the football rather than hold on to it, which is the classic mistake that a lot of um, rookie quarterbacks do. I think fair play to him. And, and I think he will, before long, probably be running the offense in in Minnesota, which I think, you know, is, is fantastic. Well, he is cost him a fifth and a... Sorry, a sixth rounder is what the cards get for, for Josh Jobs. So, yeah, not exactly uh, a heavy whack for the Vikes. Incidentally, that deal, it's a great point you make about Cleveland. A fifth and a seventh rounder is what the Cardinals gave to Cleveland for Dobbs, right? So, kind of all comes out in the wash. They are, and one of the reasons the Cardinals have made this move, of course, they're expecting Kyler Murray back. It won't be this weekend, though, reports suggest. So, starting for Arizona this weekend, most likely Clayton Toon. Sure. going to be starting who i think is also has a residency in vegas at an off-strip casino name that tune uh That's very a, much so it's like a, <laughs> it's a request show and you can you can hold up like a springsteen concert hold up sides and he'll sing it <laughs> can you sing alive by pearl jam please <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I mean the cardinals are baffling i don't know why i know we're not necessarily going to talk about this but why you'd want kyler murray back this season and not to stay out injured so you don't have to guarantee him a huge amount of money but that's a different talking point but i think you know quarterbacks in the nfl you know that at some point 
your main starting quarterback that you've invested all that money in is going to go down at some point and you're going to have to turn to the next available quarterback. Why not have a serviceable quarterback? And maybe the Raiders will be ruining the fact that they had Brian Hoyer uh, and knowing full well yeah. that Jimmy G can go down at, at any point. I mean, damn good looking guy, but that's not important when you're playing NFL. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And, and, and we'll see that with, uh, you know, when we talk about the Niners, Brock Purdy is the number one. He's the go guy. But you've got, um, you know, you've got a very capable backup behind him. And yet you still play Purdy when he's sort of concussed. So mm. do we really have a serviceable quarterback? It's it's fascinating, that, that world of quarterback. But Josh Dobbs has, has played this perfectly and said, yes, sir. And now he's hopefully going to get paid at the Vikings properly. Let's get on to your 49ers. Maybe the biggest deal of all of the trade deadline, there are probably two or three Big ones, two involving Washington Commanders, of course, who dealt Montez sweat quite surprisingly. I think people uh, thought that they would hang on to one of Chase Young and Montez sweat. Sweat goes to the Bears. And of course, Chase Young goes to your 49ers, which is a terrifying prospect, I think, for anybody that's going to be facing that formidable 49ers front. They've already re-upped with Randy Gregory recently, reuniting Chase Young with Nick Bosa, of course, the two played uh, college ball together at Ohio State. You've got Javon Hargrave in the mix as well. Armstead, I mean, this has become one of what already was arguably the most formidable front. It's become that bit stronger. You must be thrilled with this move. Uh, unbelievably thrilled. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> coming off the back of three losses in a row, which is like the good old days of being a Niners fan. That's not what we were used to at the start of the season. Everyone's building us up saying we're the team number one uh, out of the 32 we're gonna win the Super Bowl etc etc target on our back we have definitely begun to falter and when you consider how scary our defense is uh, that 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 front line I mean with as you mentioned Eric Armstead is there Drake Jackson we picked up in a in a in the draft Randy Gregory Javon Kinlaw Nick Bosa you add Chase Young to that mix that is definitely a formidable lineup. And and when Nick Bosa went in the draft the year before Chase, everyone, Niners fans were like, wouldn't it be incredible? How could we manage to get Chase Young at the other end? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually happening now. And for the cost, you know, when it all comes, I feel like I'm in a supermarket in the bargain area. Like when you talk about cost, uh, Nat, <laughs> it's a third round pick. And uh, historically, the Niners don't do very well uh, any higher than a third round pick. Our picks don't seem to turn out that well. So actually, it's fine. A third round pick is nothing when you are getting, you know, a talent like Chase Young. A little bit injured in the past, but it's already got five sacks this season. Going alongside Nick Bosa on that defensive front. Finally, we might be able to start sacking quarterbacks again. We didn't against Cousins and struggled against the Browns. And we also struggled in our last game against the Bengals. So this is only a good thing because you can definitely throw the football on the Niners. <laughs> so that's that's our weakness. <laughs> I, I love it for so many reasons. Um, as you've outlined, just adding that extra edge. I see what I did there to, to this front. <laughs> the, the book on Young and lots of people say, well, you know, he's an injury risk. And that's obviously why the commanders have looked at it. The contract, the money those salary that salary cap crew that we all love at every franchise has competed it and said well we're not going to offer him another deal because of injuries but and, and and it's true injuries have plagued him right um there was a number i think he's don't think he's had any double yeah he's played in double digit games just once 
since he's been in. It's basically played in 10 or more games just once since he's been in the league, right? But this season, he's fifth in the NFL in quarterback pressures and he's missed a game. Yeah, <laughs> he's, and, he's on fire. And because of that, it's not like we're plugging him straight in to be the Nick Bosa right. and to do to all, of, all of the downs. He's there to rotationally come right. in and out that's that's threatening that's menacing that's exciting as as a niner fan because defensively we've really struggled in the last three games and if you cannot get to the quarterback which i don't know how we've not been able to you are allowing that that possibility of of the quarterback airing it out and 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 challenging us on a deep ball and that's where we've really struggled so adding chase young suddenly that defensive line is going to be panicking whoever takes us on plus add in the fact it's a bye week for the Niners. So we've got that week to just recuperate, work out how we can actually start winning football games again. This is this is very scary. It's kind of reminded me of the Eagles last year on their defensive front was so good and it got mm. them to a Super Bowl. They get a third round pick of the commanders for, for Chase Young and they get a second rounder, of course, for Montez Sweat, who, as I say, has gone, gone to the Bears. So losing two key pieces from, from this really, really impressive front for Washington, it's got me thinking, you know full well that our favorite coordinator in the entire NFL, with respect to the great Antonio Pierce, it is, of course, Jack Del Rio. We love Jack Del Rio, unreconstructed. Jack Del Rio, the coordinator most likely to have at one stage in his life had shares in a strip club. <laughs> there are so many things we love about Jack Del Rio. The leather, this the wearing leather, leather jackets, doesn't matter where, what the weather is, what yeah. fashion dictates, we're going leather. Love Jack Del Rio. How's Jack feeling this morning? He's lost. She wakes up on the 1st of November and there's no Chase Young or Montez Sweat. We are building for the future. <laughs> it's all that's going to be stamped across his leather jacket uh, today. I wasn't Del Rio at the Raiders as well. So look, this guy is, is, yeah. is familiar with uh, chaos. And uh, Ron Rivera's happy. Um, I don't know how he could be happy about this, uh, but you're losing Montez Sweat, who looked incredible. He's gone to the Bears now. They just seem to be selling assets. Uh, very, very good players. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's do, a dreadful start. Do, do you know what I'm picturing? start to his day, yeah. With, with Del Rio is going back to the, the rationale that we're hearing, why they dealt Chase Young and numbers didn't stack up and they'd have to pay him big at his injury risk. That meeting between... The MIT front office sabermetrics never played a doubt of football in their life. Telling, did directing the we've got the the numbers say we should move him on. <laughs> Del Rio just, I mean, I think coffee cups flung against the wall. Yep. Uh, uh, tables flipped. Yep, stationery stationery was launched in that meeting. <laughs> and Del Rio didn't like it. And he's got to suck it up. He's got to be a company policy. This is a new ownership at the Commanders. It would be good if they built a new stadium. Um, but, you know, they, they've they've got areas to build on. But it, it doesn't, for the last few years, whether offensively it worked or didn't work at, at times, you would still look at them and go, do you know what? Defensively, they're ferocious. Yeah. That yeah, could yeah. win them a game here and there. Absolutely. And now they've just got rid of it. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. 
maybe we maybe we should revisit this in a year's time or maybe two years time and decide and see if Del Rio is still there or he's working in a thrift shop somewhere. Del Rio is it is, it is any given Sunday. It's Pacino and any given Sunday playing out in front of our very eyes right now. Del Rio is currently nursing a whiskey at a bar in Washington at 5 a.m. at the time of time we're recording this. Uh, now, the move I, I really liked, uh, and look, I think that's a great move for, for San Francisco. And of course, you know, the Bears intriguing landing spot for Montez Sweat. But yeah, I like it. But it's Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. Leonard All Williams right. goes to the Seahawks. The Giants get a 2024 20, second rounder and a 25 fifth rounder. Only Monday, Tom Deacon, me and I, Mike, were talking about those sneaky inside rail contenders of which the Seahawks, under the brilliant guidance of, of Pete Carroll, have maneuvered themselves into... <laughs> Be carrying out for those listening and not watching vids on YouTube. We're on YouTube, incidentally. Go and head on over, subscribe to that. The NC Show is how you find us on YouTube. We'll put a link, uh, proper, put a link in the show notes to go and uh, go and subscribe to that. Lots of extra video. You will catch Tom Deacon maybe doing his Pete Carroll chewing motion, which is, I mean, it was it was as uncanny as as Mick McCarthy. I got to say, that looks like you'd be practicing. That they're they're dangerous. I know where you were going with that. I just tried to do an impression of a cow and I smashed oh, it. It was uh, good. Ca- a cow <laughs> doing Pete Carroll. I thought was, was great. Exactly. It was quite better. The, the Seahawks are annoying me because they are building a really really strong team there. And I think if you and I might were talking about it, look out. They are my outside pick. Uh, the Niners, mm. unless they can turn things around and start actually winning again, the Seahawks gave us a real run for our money last year and i'm talking as a niners fan uh to get to the nfc championship game back back the seahawks and especially adding someone like leonard williams who is just going to add to their defensive front yeah yeah they're they're looking very good now and i was surprised not surprised but I'm, i'm i'm excited that you saw that as well um because i think a lot of people it would be a surprise to them why is that an important move for the seahawks but it just makes them even stronger it really does. And that balance of uh, of rookies and veterans, I, I love that mix. Right now, they just have this real top-heavy or, 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 you know, large dichotomy between incredibly young, incredibly young roster and then heavyweight, like Leonard Williams rocking up, Frank Clark's in the room. Gino, I think you got to include in that mix, Metcalf and Lockett, these old-school veterans, and then these rookies that are smashing it. I love I loved what Pete Carroll's done there. And... and- more than that, it, it, we love the NFL for the fact that it's, it's the theatricals, the the fireworks, everything like that. But there's a lot of players who get snubbed or don't get picked in the draft. Mm-hmm. And there's always that team, the Seahawks, that are just built on something stronger that like, oh, that everyone snubbed you? Well, prove them wrong. I think that makes them such an exciting team. Metcalf, no one wanted you. We did. Now go and prove it. And 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 they've they've just built on sheer determination and willpower it's not as if they go for exciting first round picks they're kind of gritty they're a real gritty team and that's why they're hard to beat and that's why i'm worried about them yes as you rightly should be uh, as a 49ers diehard other sneaky sneaky good pickups i liked love what the lions have done with donovan peoples jones Mm. i mean it's just it's just a smart move it's very uncharacteristic everything spent all this time Following the NFL, the Lions historically have been a dysfunctional, terrible franchise. And now they're really well coached, exciting to watch, very much in contention and making smart moves like this. People Jones for what did Cleveland get? A six rounder. 
what gives Jameson Williams time to breathe? It gives Goff another. He's an underrated player. People's Jones. I mean, he's a and, and he's a Detroit native as well. He's a Detroit boy. People's Jones. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that that's what Campbell wants. He wants hard working. Right gritty people kind of like the Seahawks and they're getting the job done. And who would have, who would have funked this a few years back when they were picking up Jared Goff as a kind of, uh, I don't know, a quarterback that was, you know, you're due for now, but we're going to upgrade. And then what he's managed to do, Dan Campbell and build a whole team. When we, he first signed as a head coach, talking about biting people's knees <laughs> to, yeah. to now <laughs> being like, Oh, they're actually legit. And and I think the Lions could be that that outside team for the NFC. And um, yeah, why not? Like back them. I mean, the the downside was it the Ravens that they lost this year, and we're a bit like, wow, okay, the 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 the, the Ravens have really stuck it to the to the Lions. Mm. So they had a bit of humbling, but then they came back, got the win against the Raiders, and why not back them? That they, they've got all the pieces there. Now listen, we have talked about Jack Del Rio crying into his whiskey at 5 a.m. in a Washington bar somewhere. What about our friend and, of course, long-standing uh, Washington Commanders fan who I think will be taking the news pretty badly right about now? Chris Milner from uh, NFL Vintage and, of course, uh, Channel 5 fame, friend of the show. Propo thought we should check in on him, Tom, find out how he's feeling right about now. Here's what he feels about the double exodus from Washington. Cheers, Nat. My initial reaction to the trade was obviously devastated to see my two best pass rushers leave, but having slept on it, I actually think we did quite well. Washington clearly are trying to build a team for the future and paying two defensive ends in the same year 40 million each is not going to help our cap space. And given the fact that Chase Young is an injury liability risk with only really one and a half good seasons under his belt, I think getting a third round pick for him is actually higher than we would have taken. Uh, I think a high second for Montez Sweat, let's be honest, it's the Bears, it's going to be a high second, is excellent value. Uh, and I do like the fact that we've got five picks within the top 100 picks next year. We've got three picks in the top 50. So I think that we're going to try and do what the Eagles do from now on, build through the draft, trade for assets if we can with the capital we have, but accrue the capital we need to build a winning team for the future. Uh, this isn't about winning now, winning the offseason. This is none of this. This is a plan for the next five years. Um, so Washington fans, I know the initial reaction is devastation that we've lost to these guys, but hey, let's have a look at Andre Jones. Let's have a look at KJ Henry. Let's see FA back out there. Let's go. I think we'll do all right, but uh, it will be interesting on uh, December the 31st when the Niners come to town. And uh, yeah, we'll see Trent Williams and um, Chase Young back against us. People that we both gave up for third round picks. But I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. I am. Maybe we can get Chris on a plane over to hang with, with Jack Del Rio and they can they can commiserate together. Yeah, I think they should definitely start their own cocktail, the Del Rio. Uh... <laughs> cocktail bar. <laughs> Do you think they should start their own bar? That's maybe what, I mean, Jack could bring yeah. the security, right? No one's going to yeah. no mess with 
yeah, let's keep it 2023. It's a very woke bar. There's mm. definitely no uh, strip club element to it, which uh, Del Rio looked like he might own. Pushing this for that. Very woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been pushing for that for years, but he's decided it's all about wokeness now. And, and a cocktail full of tears, that's one of the ingredients, uh, would be ideal for him. <laughs> you can imagine saying, what we're thinking, Jack, is so it's a bar, but a lot of the Gen Zers, uh, there we go out and drink alcohol. So it's going to be a non-alcoholic bar. <laughs> What do you mean? No. Well, what if I want like a whiskey? No, no, there won't. There won't. Uh, there won't be any alcohol, Jack. There's no alcohol. <laughs> and there's light snacks, light snacks that are vegan as well. Okay, and I got, I've got no problem with that. That you can get some really tasty snacks. And he's like, what's my life become? Del Rio. Del oh, Rio's. Oh boy, Del Rio's. We got Del Rio's dilemma. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He should, he should be he should be an agony aunt for NFL head coaches, players. They send their tears, their um salty tears to Del Rio. And, Do you remember the, the Jay Z the Jay Z song One Eight Hundred Hustler? <laughs> when they phone up, <laughs> when they phone up, maybe Del Rio has that. How about the equivalent of that? One Eight Hundred Del Rio. And every time, if you if you just seeing him get angry, but hearing him throw stationery, that's the sound effect. <laughs> He just shouts at you for 30 seconds. If young coordinators and assistants phone up with their problems, he just shouts at you and then throws things around in the background and then hangs up. So that's what you and get. I like. I like the idea for anyone who's a little bit OCD uh, when it comes to stationery. You just hear pen lids come off, but no one puts that lid back on. <laughs> you know, Carlson's a Carlson's a key offender with stationery. Long time listeners of the show will know the Carlson pen click. We have to stop recording, Tom, about 15 times a session to say, Mike, just put the pen, just put the pen down. Pen down. <laughs> It'll make sense now. It's all similar age to Del Rio, similar uh, era. Yeah. You know what? I watched The Negotiator the other day with Samuel Jackson. Uh, Jackson, oh, nice. I can't say it properly. And, um, <laughs> and I just love the idea. Mike Carson has the, Samuel Jackson as the negotiator. Just put the, put the pen down. It just comes <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, get some messages from our sponsors. When we come back on the other side, we're going to deep dive a bit to the season so far. Fire uh, some questions at Tom Deacon to get his perspective on and a number of the big narratives, big stories flying around uh, and see where his head's at with the 2023 NFL season. That's coming next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Tom Deacon, let's get into this. Now, Propo has actually done some work for this show, which I'm quite surprised about. Um, he dropped me a line and said, Tom Deacon's in the house for the first time. 
all pro member of the crew, of course. Uh, one of the funniest members of, of, of the NFL UK community. So let's get some perspectives from Tom Deacon that uh, will maybe help shed a bit of light onto this. I guess, you know, tough day for for a number of teams that haven't either made a move they wanted to make in the trade at the trade deadline or as we said, if you're a Washington fan, it's a, it's a big day. So cheer up all our Commanders fans out there and and everybody else that's maybe midway through the season and Raiders fans must be must be pretty blue right now. So why don't we start with this? We've talked about a few quarterbacks on the show already. We know you love the 49ers and Brock Purdy, but you can only pick one quarterback to go for a non-alcoholic beer at Del Rio's who would you go with and which quarterback would you least like to go with? All right. It, it, this is a great question. Um, hang on. Is the quarterback I don't really want there? Are we going as a three? So I've got one that I really want to chat to <laughs> yeah. and one that's just the side. I'm like, are you still here? Have you not got the message? We've yes, not exactly. shared the nachos with you. <laughs> Vegan friendly nachos. It's with definitely you. an awkward three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you, I mean, this, this uh, would it be any of the Niners quarterbacks? No, because I, I want to be actually able to function with a conversation. Um, <laughs> and and I think this is great. If you're going to take anyone, the, the quarterback, you can talk X's and O's, which is good, but they can also line you up. I, one thing I struggle with is is getting into the right spot at the bar, especially in the UK, where you, you pick the wrong end and you're like, ah, yes. oh, stitch up, right? <laughs> so at least that quarterback's behind me, navigating, sending me. So I'm in motion the whole time, <laughs> moving back and forth <laughs> as they line me up. <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. And then I drop back and... Um, or a, yeah, so be, you you want like a definitely a tall quarterback then for that situation as well because if you've yes. got um if you got Kyler you're not getting served for for forty five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's take. Uh, so we won't be taking Drew Brees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, it's got to be. Taking... It's good. We should we should point out propo giving it some kind of tenuous context to the twenty twenty three season. It's got to be an act current active quarterback on an or, well on a on a active on a roster right now. Uh, none of them are cool enough. Um, I think mm. I would go against the curve. I watched that quarterback series on Netflix, mm. which I mentioned before, and I really like Kirk Cousins and I really like Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes' voice is quite nasally. It's quite high pitched. I don't want that for the whole drink, uh, <laughs> but he can still come along and he'll be the least one I want there. Um, oh, he's then, the one that, okay. But maybe maybe Jimmy G, because I'd be just his... You know, we're in the Del Rio's. Jimmy and... G's going to be good to go out with you. I mean... Oh, he is. This is a really tough question now. Um, okay. Aaron Rodgers, definitely take him along. Yes. He's a little bit sarcastic, neggy, isn't he? Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Bit... He'd put you down. We're like, oh, you really want to sit on your chair like that? And you're like, oh, no, no I think <laughs> I do. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> Are you going to wear um, that as you're about to leave the house? Are you wearing that, yeah. Tom? He's he's an absolute banter merchant, isn't he? Um, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd take Aaron Rodgers to... to chat everything through with with Aaron least favorite wanted quarterback just on his nasally voice alone mm. but also as a bit of a legend so I'm getting two actually for the price mm. of one Pat Mahomes uh they would be uh top quarterbacks uh to to, to hang go. out with there you go. definitely not Russell Wilson Russell Wilson can be outside looking in uh as his career looks like now he'd be running um, around he'd be laps around the block wouldn't he <laughs> while you're on your seventh beer I do not want him talking about touchdowns he scored against the Niners in any way, shape, or form. The I can't. But Garoppolo has to be. I mean, I think I think Garoppolo, and then I reckon someone like um, someone that will really surprise you, like um, 
Nate Peterman. Is he is he on a roster? I think Peterman would just go off. Oh no, Peterman would probably be re- that really intense drunk. They just it should, it should be best backup quarterbacks that come out yeah. uh, with you um, to 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 hang out. Um, oh, the name has suddenly escaped me. He was at the Rams, Vikings, Buffalo Bills as the backup. I'm pretty sure he's been at Denver as well. Uh, quarterback. This is a who kind we talking of quiz. about? Oh my god! Yeah, who? So this where's he been? An amazing quiz. Where's he's he been? been? To, uh, oh, Matt Bills. Barkley. Are we talk about Matt Barkley. No, not ba- no. no, not Matt Barkley. I can hear everybody listening to this pod right now. Going, it's shouting at us. Bills, Denver Broncos. He's been at the Vikings, Buffalo Bills. He was the backup. Um, Buff- he's what just... to Josh Allen, the backup? Yeah, to Josh Allen. And there was a whole social media sort of thing where he had to he had the good friends and and neighbors of buffalo dug him out so he could get to training as well um but he i met at a rams training session years ago when i think fisher was the head coach and this quarterback he's cheeky and fun and i think that's what you want on a night out at del rio's where you know it's non-alcoholic you know the snacks are poor you want someone that can just hold a little bit of um of, of, of like conversation and I don't want anyone that I really am in awe of because then I'll be tongue-tied and I won't get any conversation out and I think every NFL fan chatting right uh, or listening right now will be thinking exactly the same actually I want someone that I can actually talk to and get along with and I feel like I've filled enough time now for you to have found out this quarterback it's, I think I thought you were talking about a Matt Barkley right but I'm it's so looking, not Matt Barkley it's not no. Barkley wasn't at the Rams so but I, now I've got Barkley in my head I can't get I <laughs> can't get Barkley out well we know who you're taking Matt yeah, Barkley Matt, Matt, <laughs> about Hollywood Matt Linert Trevor him I'd definitely be with Garoppolo and Hollywood Matt Linert that's a, that's a night out so EJ Manuel like who are we no, th- I- I'm going to find it now. Now it's a great quiz question throughout the rest of the pod, and we will find it out by the end. So stay tuned for that. Uh, what about like a, a Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> would oh, you take Blaine Gabbert out? <laughs> I think I- about. I think Blaine Gabbert would be great for a quiz night. I think. I think <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have he'd have got this quarterback already by now. Drake, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd have got it within seconds. Drake Del Rio hosts the quiz night. Uh, Del Rio's himself. He's <laughs> he asks the questions. No, I do not think he would host it. He'd be furious. Um, if, no, I do. I don't think he would do that. Um, but it is a good question. Who do you want to hang out with? Pat Mahomes would fill the conversation, but you'd be you'd be drained uh, uh, by the end of it. So this is going to drive me nuts. There are it our is, listeners now throwing stationery at the at their whatever pod device they're listening to. It's not so. It's not John Wolford. Rams is no. not John Wolford, and he said he was at the Broncos as well. He's at the Broncos, yeah. When was he at the Broncos? How long ago are we talking? uh, A couple of seasons ago. Paxton Lynch? No, it's not Paxton Lynch. (laughs) This is a great quiz question. Uh, And we talked about him earlier, uh, Josh Dobbs moving around the NFL. Um, Fisher was at the the, uh, St. Louis Rams, wasn't he? Jeff Uh, Fisher, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Fisher. Okay, so it's that era and... um, uh, that's that's the era that he, he was there. This All right, so back. Jeff Fisher Rams. Okay, so God, my God, you're going back, and he was the backup there. It, well, obviously, I think we established he was the backup. He was the backup everywhere he went. Did he start there? Was he ever like a starter? Yes, he yeah, was he a has, starter. So it wasn't like Chase. Da- it's not Chase Daniel. No, it's not Chase Daniel. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> what have I done? I've, I've oh ruined this show. <laughs> this audio um, definitely be editing this. All right. Okay, so so Fisher was at the 
uh, Los Angeles Rams yep. 2012 to 2016. So that's when I am going to uh, look at the roster for 2016. And then I'll find out that he wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, that was the era with like Johnny Hecker as your oh, Hecker, um, yeah, 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 and Jared Goff had just come. His Keenum, to... Case Keenum, you Case Keenum, just as I, just as I found <laughs> Case Keenum. Oh my God, what, what a player! And genuinely, one of the nicest guys had a bit of banter about him. He's played at the Texans, the Rams. Uh, he's played yeah. at the Vikings, Broncos, Redskins, the yeah. Browns. Bills. He is now currently at the Texans as the backup quarterback. And I just, I just think, what a career that guy, and also a really nice guy. There you go. Well, there we go. Case Kid, we got there at the end. All right. Speaking of, speaking of, stay on the quarterback tip. How, are you a little bit worried about this mini Purdy meltdown, or is it logical that it's happened because he was freakishly good, and, uh, almost perfect for the what the first 10, 12 games of his career? So, are we, is everything all right, or is there a a little bit of concern that because he was a late round pick, a surprise package that maybe, maybe he isn't the answer. Well, that's, that's the, the question, which I think is making every Niners fan have that knee jerk reaction. Like he's just the same as Garoppolo. Like a few memes have gone around of like, you put the glasses on <laughs> and then you realize that you had Brock Purdy, but now you've just got a Jimmy G. But you're right. I think because he's such a late round pick, did so well, but wasn't really asked to go down in the fourth quarter and make any, you know, touchdown throws that would win a game. And then in the last three games, that's what's been required of him. And I think that's the mark of a quarterback is can you put the team on your back, march down the field and get a, a game winning score? And he wasn't able to do that. He did against the Browns, got us very close. And then our kicker, <laughs> Moody, managed to miss that. So that mm -hmm. wasn't really on, on him. Then he got concussed um, in the Vikings game and then came back too soon. So I, I feel it's very unfair. He can manage this offense. He's incredibly confident. He's not a showy quarterback. There's reasons why that can be good or bad. I, I think the defense has stumbled a bit in the mm. last few weeks. And I think it shows how much of a miss um, or a loss Debo Samuel is when he's not in that lineup. Huge. So I, I think it's, it's I think it's a mixture of a few things. It, Brock Purdy can't affect our defensive line and getting to the quarterback, can he? But he can, you know, move that offense. He threw a pick last week, which was ridiculous. So there's it's kind of in that balance. We don't have anyone else to go to. Sam Darnold isn't the future. Brock Purdy knows this offense. And can move the move the chains. It hasn't happened in the last three games. Do not hit the panic button. You know, stay on course. He's going to get the job done. And and this is just a, a three week three game blip. I I hear you. I I think that it's been under underestimated how big a loss Debo is. You know, I think if you're analyzing and Trent quarter, Williams, sorry, yeah, sorry, and Matt, Trent, Trent as well, as yeah, well. massively. You know, you you looking at I don't know. You take Diggs out of Buffalo. Uh, we're seeing what's happening with 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 Kansas City with a quarterback as great as Mahomes. I don't think anybody thinks Birdie's on that level, right? But when you when Kelsey doesn't deliver or Kelsey's not in the lineup, like anyone with their ex receiver going out, it's a it's a problem. However good they are, however versatile they are, I mean, actually, it's testament to Tua that he seems able to still weave a lot of magic if Tyreek isn't playing. But that's also, I guess, testament to the offense McDaniel's built there as well. So yeah, everybody, I think, cool your jets a little bit on. 
on the Brock Purdy demise. Speaking of Mahomes and Tua, or squaring off in Germany, of course, this this weekend, who do you think is going to enjoy Germany more out of those two characters? <laughs> um, well, my extensive knowledge of both players um, would suggest uh, I feel like Pat Mahomes will enjoy the Lederhosen more uh, than Tua. Um, but I, I think they're both going to live it up. They're going to be uh, pretzels left, right, and center. Steins on the what? go. Why would Mahomes like the Lederhosen more than Tua? I think he's got... Well, okay, because we haven't seen Tua in many adverts uh, mm. where he's got that sense of humor. I'm not saying he doesn't have a sense of humor. I think Paddy, Paddy Mahomes will, will get on board a bit more and just be like, yeah, why not? My wife, Brittany, says I can do it. I'm going to do it. Um, so he will that enjoy how it. Works, yeah. That's pretty much how it works. I, I think he's got a bit more banter. If Kelsey's doing it, and mm. um, Mahomes will join in. Um, but yeah, I think they'll both enjoy it as 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 the experience. I mean, the Germans, they love their NFL. European NFL vibes in Germany. It's, it's going to go off. But I, I think, yeah, I'm going to stick with my answer. Patty Mahomes, I think he would be better in Lederhosen. Okay, fair and important, important question and a very uh, significant answer there. On a more serious note with, with the Finns, and we mentioned him already with Tyreek Hill, he's on point to break 2000 yards, which of course is, is unprecedented. The word that gets chucked around left, right and center, but it genuinely is. And he might be the first receiver to do it. And is putting himself, do you think in the MVP race, Tyreek Hill and the quarterback favored MVP race, is he going to be the first to win it since what well, Adrian Peterson a decade ago? Hmm. I, 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 the, the cheater in a, in a good sense, the animal, not uh, like you know, playing badly and breaking the rules. Card um, counting or... <laughs> yeah. He would not be allowed in Del Rio's. The Definitely cheater not. wants to come in to help. No, not in my club. Um, Tyreek <laughs> Hill, it, well, he's already got a thousand yards this year, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Definitely loves the the McDaniels system. It favours him getting to her, who's, you know, not a huge, he hasn't got that big arm. Uh, it's getting him the football and he's reaping the benefits. He's won a Super Bowl pro several times uh you know over the last couple of years i think yeah definitely you can't you can't write him out he's he is electric over nine thousand yards a thousand yards in the postseason the guy's good we know how good he is and he's actually i think i'm pretty sure if i'm writing this he didn't tip himself as being one of the five best wide receivers ever um but i think a lot of people would say he should definitely be in that argument now because what he does and the fact he does it without the same consistent quarterback. I know he's got Tua and he yeah. had Pat Mahomes, but he's had backups at Miami Dolphins yeah. and still delivered. So I think, yeah, you, you it's hard to make an argument against him more so than it is it, you can make an argument for him. So therefore, he definitely should be. I I think he's got, I mean, I think he's, he's in the MVP race. I think he's starting to force himself into, as you say, into that top, definitely top 10 of all time. I mean, that's a that's a show for the off season. I think we can do our we can do our all time greats. And to your point earlier, it's it's a tough one because you you tend to be drawn to players of your generation. There might be some. I was having this chat the other day with my kids about the greatest boxers of all time, and I really try and show them Jack Dempsey and show them you know Sugar Ray. And but it, understandably, they're kind of drawn to uh, they're drawn to fighters that they can connect with, and we're all we're all prone to that right those that when carlson's going off about a player in the in the 50s i will listen to it respectfully and i if it's a 
like one or two exceptional cases, Fran Tarkinson or Johnny Unitas or something, or, you know, uh, Broadway Joe, you kind of know. But then there are others that are unbelievable players that you just can't quite resonate with in the same yeah. way you do with your generation. And so that always affects the, the greatest of all time discussions. But, but for our gen, Hill's, Hill's right in there. Oh, he is. Um, His five top wide receivers were Randy mm. Moss, yep. Terrell Owens, Antonio Brown, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, mm. and then a name that I don't know much about, Tory Holt. Tory Holt, like, he was great, Tory Holt, yeah. But you see, I didn't see him. Yeah, you've yeah, seen him. And yeah. you're like, oh, but he's he's kind of like a mixture. And then you start doing that where you go, he's kind of like, if you took this court, uh, wide receiver and added him with this speed yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think sheerly, just looking at the numbers, he's won a Super Bowl. He's made that Dolphins offense electric mm. he it, it's the impact he has not just his numbers would push him towards what he he brings to a team not just his stats you look at jerry rice 208 touchdowns phenomenal what a player and he brought so much to that wide receiver position but tyreek hills brought so much offensively like the chiefs couldn't be matched with andy reed designing plays for tyreek that's how special he was you could design a play for him to, to win them a super bowl so it's such a good point, you know. I think when you look at some of the names you're mentioning there, and I heard someone else having this conversation on the show the other day about T.O. saying the thing with T.O., he was disruptive. He ultimately didn't land a Super Bowl. And those two things are probably true, but that shouldn't... He was such an electrifying player. You've got to factor in, I guess, he's... I mean, Jerry Rice obviously has to be in the mix, but he's a player who is garners so much attention that's got that's got to be the starting point but yeah. who's the who's the wide receiver that belichick would be okay we're taking him out first of all and then belichick's ultimate list i think would be would be quite instrumental in in this argument i'd have players that you he had on. randy moss he had yeah, randy moss, moss exactly that tells you he must i mean moss is going to be right up there if belichick's signing you uh i and, and, and interestingly you think about belichick's career hardly ever signs X receivers just doesn't d- tries to draft them sometimes and, and, and doesn't get it right, but it's not his MO. So what the fact that it, he's not, he had a procession of number one receivers for Brady, but he, he went basically for Randy Moss is the only time he ever really did that. Right. I mean, I guess you could argue Gronk and the new school tight ends are a version of that, but yeah, I'd have, for example, maybe not on my top five, but wide receivers that I love watching Chad Johnson, just, it's, he, he was just such an electrifying player to watch, and the and the everything else you get with him, the celebrations, the chaos, the the, <laughs> the interviews, I that all matters to me. I, I love yeah. all of that. And what about uh, you know uh, looking at the running back list? I mean, I was a huge fan of Frank Gore, what he was yeah. able to do yeah, yeah. for a terrible Niners team uh, at, at times. And then you look at someone like Marshawn Lynch. Yes, he didn't score as many touchdowns. Instead of throwing the football in that Super Bowl, they yeah. should have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch uh, and he would have scored that touchdown, you would have thought. Yeah. And then you compare his numbers to Adrian Peterson. Well, obviously, Adrian Peterson's got to be in that Hall of Fame pushing towards as a running back. But then Marshawn Lynch, he changed the dynamic of the Seahawks by being there and scoring right. so many touchdowns. So I think you have to look at everything, not just those numbers. And if you were to talk to any defensive coach and go, right, we're playing the Dolphins, who's that number one threat? Was Tyreek Hill. Like it, and, and once you get those green lights or the ting, ting, it's Tyreek Hill. Everyone's scared of him. His yeah. pace, his ability, that makes him stand out uh, amongst other wide receivers. So, so yeah. 
Love it. Love that. All right. One more for the road. And there is five, uh, five pounds in our shelter charity box just for that. Me dropping that. That is an, uh, let's go big Tom Deacon. I'm ready. G- give us your Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> no. How about that to end the show? <laughs> yeah. Do you like those apples? As you throw a stapler, like drop a stapler <laughs> <laughs> and just walk off. <laughs> uh, it's got to be the commanders. I reckon they are going to turn it around <laughs> with Sam Howe. Um, no, I, it's definitely not going to be them. We spoke about the fact the Seahawks, the Lions could be the outsiders. But can you really look past at the moment? I know the Chiefs just lost to the Broncos, which doesn't get enough spoken about. How will the Broncos manage that? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's got to be Chiefs, Eagles, again, in a Super Bowl. These Eagles, yeah. I, it just has to be. It, it, you look at them with their record at the moment, the team, what they're doing, the fact that the Eagles managed to to pick up Julio Jones. I know he's you know he's an OG. Like there's yeah, another yeah. wide receiver that yeah, deserves yeah. a shout out. They picked up him. You know what I love about some... him. You know what I love about Julio is that, yeah. is that he's scores a touchdown, hands the ball, just just really under even that even that hand the ball to the officials just understated it's just he doesn't even kind of chuck it like cockily just quite respectfully just hands it and just walks walks back to the sideline and Heavy he should way. be in the hall of fame for that alone do you know what i want to see a montage i don't know if anyone could do this but maybe at lambo or any anywhere else just any player that scores a touchdown and fails to get up the lambo, the leap. Area. <laughs> lambo, just, lambo leap fails I, I love it. Or just any stadium. Any stadium. Just just, just fails where you're like, you score the touchdown, everyone's going to let that go. Or like Vernon Davis, when he like hit the ball against the the uprights and you're like, well, that didn't go well. Anyway, the point I was making. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't look past the Eagles. They've they've got a trade where they've got um, some defensive help as well. Eagles look good. I know they're not amazing. They don't look lights out at the moment, Mm. nor do the Chiefs coming off a loss, but you can't write them off. Uh, that's the boring answer, but I would love to see the Dolphins maybe in a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. You and me both. And I'm going to be in Vegas. I mean, that's the perfect, I mean, that's the perfect storm for me. The finally seeing the Dolphins in a Super Bowl in Vegas, pop into Del Rio's on the way home. I mean, it, uh, this is the one, <laughs> two, three. Maybe some shit adds to it. It's right with Mick McCarthy. I love it. Tom Deacon, it is always a pleasure catching up with you, bud. What are you up to at the moment outside of dropping by uh our bar and uh, and chatting some football what's uh what's on tom deacon's agenda right now well that was the number one goal for this year 2023 of uh, to get back on this show uh sure. still waiting for my invite for um waterloo for the watch oh you're gonna party. come you're gonna be there no 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 you can't do it live you can't do it while we're chatting oh, i think I'd the fans would, no. yeah tom deacon's in that no. so adding that it's like adding <laughs> no, it feels I like our trade it. deadline we're adding more stars to the watch along go <laughs> check that out. now listen actually i'm glad you mentioned that sold out the watch along uh it uh, Passion uh, in Waterloo, but we are going to be giving a couple of tables away as competition prizes. So, oh, great! Uh, if you haven't seen that already, we're going to be down there. It's quite chilled and understated. Don't expect some massive two-hour show. By the way, we're just going to be me, Carlson, now Tom Deacon, Propo, Benny, other friends of the show, just sitting back, having a few beers, and watching the game. And so we'll be around. Come chat to us. We're going to be pushing stuff out on social. There is talk of us recording a non-live pod, which could get, could get very interesting. But uh, that's what we're all about uh, with our friends at Passyunk Avenue. So uh, go check it out. We are going to, if you're interested in, in that, we'll release info about the competition, of course. Uh, they run NFL every Sunday uh, at all of their sites. So go get involved. 
uh, it's a it's a great crew, great place to to watch it. Sorry, so yeah, you're going to be with us there. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, I I saw it now, and I just like, oh, this is awesome. I I'm definitely going to mention it if you didn't on to, on today's episode. Love it. Um, but but yeah, you mentioned Las Vegas. Um, F1 is going there this year for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of F1 stuff uh, actually at the Grand Prix, uh, chatting to fans, which which is kind of what you're talking about with this watch along. It's when the fans all get together. It's it's a beautiful thing. And then doing F1 esports again. That's coming up this year. Right. Uh, trying to sign those contracts. I might call Del Rio to talk through things. Um, he can negotiate yeah. it for you. Call Mike McCartney, Kirk Cousins' agent, the best agent in sports entertainment history. He's the guy you need <laughs> on the contract. So yeah, it's 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 all it's all F1 related at the moment. And uh, yeah, just watching and hopefully got a bye week so the Niners mm. can't lose this week. They can't lose <laughs> four in a row, <laughs> but you never know in week ten. Love that. It's, well, it's great to see things are rolling for you. Uh, as ever, always a pleasure catching up with you. I'm really excited about you dropping down to our Thanksgiving watch along as well. There's definitely sick a few there. Uh, and do a few, certainly at least, what's the over-under on how many Mick McCarthy impressions we'll do as the beers? As the beers <laughs> I'd say seven. Seven in the course of the evening. Um, Tom Deacon will uh, link to all your stuff on social as well. So go check out Tom's studies and profilings. Take care, bud. Catch up soon. Brilliant stuff from Tom. We are back Friday with another Edge Rush FFS double header. Propo Ben in the house. Incidentally, Ben and I are heading over to Florida next week. We're going to go to a Florida State game. So we're going to be uh, on the road tailing the next week. We're going to be recording some stuff from out there. But keep your eyes peeled on our social channels as well at the NC Show because we're going to put lots of bonus content and extra content over uh, on all of those and like I said at the top of the show, YouTube's a good spot for that because we'll be putting loads of video out as well. So go and subscribe to us on YouTube and get involved with all of that jazz. Brilliant stuff. We'll be in touch soon. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.